It's episode 16 of Ophelia Talks. You're listening to it right now. You're listening to my voice. It's the host. It's me. It's Zach Rich doing the intro right here for you. Keeping this brief because this episode's already a day late to begin with. My guest this week is Kevin Ryder. He is playing the role of Harold in our production of Lysistrata Jones. There's five more performances as of the posting of this episode. Five more chances to see our really wonderful musical. Tickets are still available at ophelia.theater.org. Take a look over there. Take a look at everything we got on offer. Listen to some back episodes if you haven't before. If this is your first time listening, welcome. I'm glad you're here. Enjoy the episode. I'll be much more lively because I got to go take a nap. I'll see you next week. Enjoy. thinking about that okay i'm glad you're not i could just pass out right now uh-huh. i was literally asleep you got here a couple of minutes early to do the episode and i mm-hmm. uh, i was conked out mm-hmm. and i look at my phone i just see a text that says here and i'm like oh <laughs> no buzz, does your uh, buzzer work okay buzzer works fine perfect that, that's a nice yeah upgrade too it's, to an, get it's a wonderful working. upgrade to me throwing <laughs> down my keys like I can't <laughs> even say French time. style. It feels like something out of a sitcom, but I I it's guess like, it's rent it's more than rent, anything yeah, else. I suppose, yeah. Uh, at least it's only a one story thing. It's not like five stories dropping your keys out the window. <laughs> no, that's very true. And then getting beat up on the side of the road only to meet your soulmate the next morning hey. who saves your life with a pair of drumsticks. That's always nice. Why do I talk this way? <laughs> mm, I don't know. <laughs> I turned everything into a marvelous fable. (laughs) (sighs) We're recording already. Yeah, we're recording. This is this is it. We're in the thick of it. We're in it. I was about to say this is an interesting uh, go of this because we've just known each other for so long. Exactly. (laughs) You've listened to the show for so long. You know that it's just gonna pick up from wherever we are. You guest hosted an episode. I did guest host. Thank you so much for doing that. Yeah, you're welcome, buddy. It was a bear to go through. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Just editing the whole thing. I was like, okay. So, five people are talking at once. Uh-huh. It's only uh-huh. one microphone, so I can't really edit around that. Right. Let's see right. what you happens. Can't, you can't change with any levels. I, I tried my best to get everyone pretty close, but uh, yeah, the little, little things you learned the first time doing a podcast. Yeah, right? You know? That's yeah. my hope. I hope for season two I can upgrade my stuff mm-hmm. a little bit better. I call it season two because I have no idea what we're going to be doing. Probably sure. even after this episode we're right. doing now. I think we'll do one more on Lysistrata Jones and then... Who knows what we do next, but... Yeah, it'll be a little bit, but... It'll uh, be a bit. So know, we can find things to talk about. We'll find, you know. we'll find something. Yeah. Maybe we'll, we'll just do 12 episodes in a row. What we'll do is we'll pick a restaurant. Okay. And then every week, we'll get together and we'll order a different menu item. <laughs> and so we'll do, like, reviewing. Uh, so we're just going to be a, an audible Yelp. Yeah, exactly. We're going to be an audible Yelp. Like, there's this new restaurant, uh, I don't know if you've been there yet, but I think I've talked to you about it. Chicken Soup, off of the Astoria. Yeah, Walmart yeah, you were talking to me about it. It's real good. And I've Feel free to lean in a little bit closer, because sure. there's like a little bit of you and so much of me. Got it. I, I'll, I'll lean in more. 
Oh, Feel boy, free to put at, your elbows ooh, on the table. It's not at, Thanksgiving dinner. Look at those sound waves. Yeah, look at these. Ooh, them some nice sound waves. Good sound waves. Yeah, uh, but chicken soup is very good. And uh, Now you're facing been, away from the mic. I know, because I was thinking. You're killing me. Um, a very good restaurant, and I enjoy a lot of the food there. And I've been going like, I'm going to try this now. I'm going to try that now. So, uh, you know, I just recommend doing a chicken soup podcast. <laughs> Will we actually talk about it, or are we just going to record ourselves eating the chicken soup? No. Is we... it just going to be a good 45-minute slurp fest? No, what, what I think the, the best format would be is that we... we uh, Get together and then we order our food. This this is this becomes basically like a whole night hangout. <laughs> this is session, right? this is us recording ourselves waiting to get our food. Yeah, no, no. We don't and if the episode the... goes really long, we're very angry by the end of it. We, we don't record the entirety of the dead space, so we just get together, we chat, and uh, we talk about what our decisions for food are going to be that day. Yeah, and about. Um, why we want those things and then we'll order and then we'll stop recording for a bit play some video games do something play a board game play some cards okay. and then when the food gets there we'll start recording again and then we'll open up our food and talk about the presentation quality you know like the first bite and then we'll silence it again while we eat and then we'll come back at the end and uh review the experience of the meal do you think we can start that and then sell it to grubhub probably, probably. be like the official podcast Get like grub now, fast grub now, talk fast. grub now, talk grub now, fast grub now. Grub I like hub those talks. Yeah, grub let's just follow talks. my entire naming <laughs> just convention. Keep, yes, keep keep the same uh, setup. Uh, that's my idea for that new podcast. So uh, I mean, I know Grubhub is listening. You know? <laughs> I know I, I, they're I, I, they're big fans of the show. Yeah, big. big I try Grub to get them to the sponsor right. every week, and they just go, "Not yet, son. not yet, not, not yet. yet." But hey, you're, you're getting responses, so uh, yeah, exactly. That's, that's a foot exactly. In the door. Foot it's the start of a dialogue. I have so many podcast ideas that I really want to get them. Mm -hmm. Off the ground. Uh, you and I have been talking about doing one forever now. And I we think that's been. going to happen now that this show's kind of in its waning hours. Mm -hmm. But we want to start a video game book club, basically. Mm -hmm. Which I think is going to be fantastic. I'm very stoked about this idea. I really want that to happen. The uh, We had talked about this before, and our first game was going to be Metroid Prime. Which you played all the way through, and which, then we did not record. Which I played all the way through, and then we didn't end up recording. I don't even know if Metroid Prime's going to be a game uh, that we do. <laughs> But I get to the end of Metroid Prime, and I'm like, oh, great, I beat it. And I see, like, my completion percentage on collectibles, and I did pretty good. And then I realize, oh, wow, I played this on hard mode, and I had no idea. Did you really? The whole time. No idea I played it on hard mode. Good. So we got the proto. We got the prototype down. Mm -hmm. This is the conversation we'll come back to. Yes. yes. Let's talk Lysistrata Jones. Let's. Sure. It is a theater podcast. It is. Uh, you've actually been around Ophelia for a very long time. You're one of the original California folk. Yeah, I am. I am uh, probably the youngest of the original California folk. I was the 16th person from California in Ophelia to move out to New York. How many total? 16. So you were the last one. I think so. The baby I, one. I, I don't think there's anyone after me. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was the baby one. Uh, which is, I mean, I've been used to being the baby of the company for a while now. Sure. Uh, but now we have all these new younger folk that I am like, ha, huh, I am not the child anymore. <laughs> I don't have to be the baby uh -huh. anymore. I don't have to be the Could baby. Could pass my pacifier along. Yes, yes, to all these, these children. What convinced uh, you to move out to New York in the first place? Uh, it, was, it was a whim. Uh, my brother asked, and I said, I'll think about it. And at the end of that day, I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. Your brother uh, being Eric Ryder, yes, the former my brother being artistic Eric director. Yes. Former artistic director. Um, yeah, yeah, and he's now working on some exciting stuff over in the California land as well, uh, which is which is great. He's yeah. been doing a Almost Maine coming up soon in Temecula. Yeah, kind of like um, a sister mm -hmm. company to yeah. Ophelia forming in the exactly. West right now. They've yeah. got their first project coming up soon. Mm -hmm. So you moved out here on a whim. Yes. 
what was kind of your path going through? Because you have a more unique path than most of the other people on this podcast. Because in in the relative sense, you're not actually in the theater world as much as say everyone else that's been on the show so far. Yeah, yeah, uh, that that is that is indeed the case. So uh, I, I moved out here just after I finished my bachelor's degree uh, in biology. And for those of you that listened to the uh, episode with all of the Atticids from uh, Alice, this will be a little bit of repetition, but I'll hit it again. Uh, so yeah, I got my uh, bachelor's uh, in science in biology, and then my brother asked if I wanted to move. I said, sure. I took the summer, and then I moved out in September. Um, and This was 2013. 2013. Yeah, so it'll be five years, five years in September that I'll have been here. Um, and then I had decided that I wanted to just exist outside of being a student for a while. I just kind of wanted to be a person and not have to worry about academia. So I took two years off. I worked at the uh, Bubba Gump Shrimp Company with uh, a lot of folk. I mean, especially in Liz, it's, it's been weird kind of coming back to being around more. There's a, uh, there's Bubba a big Gump Bubba Gump component yeah. uh, when we were, because Chloe and John Z and Chloe, Vanessa, uh-huh, like exactly. a whole crew of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I worked there at the same time as, as all three of them, and then I, I left basically right around the time that, that John Z got there. Sure. Um, so we, we only had a little bit of overlap time, and so it's, it's funny having known all of these people as, as work acquaintances and now getting to know them better through this process, which has been great. It's been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I worked at the Gump for two years, and then I decided, all right, time to get back on with my life, and then uh, went to start grad school at Pace, uh, getting my master's in forensics. I just finished that in December, which is awesome, though I'm still... So excited. Congratulations. Yes, thanks, buddy. Man, yeah. it's great that you're out of school now. Uh, it is. Oh, it is. It, it feels like you have your life back. Because I think just any time we try to hang out over the last couple of years, if it was anywhere after the hour of, say, 4 o'clock on a weekday, mm-hmm. wasn't going to do. Yeah, because I'd be, I'd be down uh, downtown uh, going to classes. And what did you get your master's in? Uh, forensic science. How? What drew you to forensic science? Um. So... When I got my undergraduate degree in biology, you don't you don't go out and get a job as a biologist with your bachelor's degree. Uh, a biology degree is much more so like a setup for other degrees. So there's a bunch of different ways in which I can go, and then I took those two years while getting away from school, just kind of passively thinking about it, and I don't really know. I kind of liked the, the way in which science and law come together in it. It's, 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 it's a really interesting field, and uh, I really enjoyed the stuff that I, that, I, that I studied throughout it. But yeah, I guess it was kind of just the mixture of, of the justice system with, with science. It was, it was a very good application of, of science. It wasn't all too theoretical. It was more concrete, uh, which is something that I wanted, and it gave me a more pointed path moving forward for a career. You know, it wasn't going to be another degree that was going to then lead to needing to get another degree. It was kind of a this will lead to a career, sort of. You got yourself out of the right. academic loop. Yeah, exactly, exactly, which was which was great. So yeah, I, it was it was a scary, you know, taking that leap to go back to grad school, being like, all right, I'm going to start working less, and I'm going to take out a bunch more loans and do the school stuff. So it definitely was a, a scary jump, but, but now that I'm through it, totally worth it. And during your couple of years between schooling did you work on theater outside of ophelia or a lot of your stuff was just based in the company yeah really during those during those years with school it was it was what's your what's your background in theater did you do work out in california uh yeah so i did i did ophelia stuff in california i did theater in high school um i didn't really do it much in college because i was focusing on uh, school and just kind of the college experience i did a couple productions back with one of my directors 
uh, from my hometown. He asked me to come back and do a, a couple things with him, which was, was fun to kind of keep in it. And then once I moved out here, I've really only done uh, Ophelia stuff. And I wasn't able to be in shows while I was doing school because all my classes were at night and that's when rehearsals were. And then halfway through my master's, I got my job that I work at now. Um, so that kind of took up my mornings and school took up nights. So I really didn't have much time. Um, and then my only really connection to the theater was doing a lot of the stagecraft elements, the the, the set buildings, and, and helping uh, Shelby with the lights and, and scenic stuff. And you were a very active part of that for the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah, I've done a lot of that. I, I didn't know a ton of it coming into it. Um, I had done a little bit of stagecraft stuff back in, in high school, but not, not very much, to be honest. And uh, yeah, just kind of out of necessity, picking it up over time, you know, learning how to use a table saw and a drill and being comfortable on ladders and in and, and our like tall ladder, the, the genie, it's like this lift thingy. Yeah, I really had very little experience going into it and then was kind of just jumped right in when we started building the theater space. Uh, back when that, that room was still a white box before painting it all and, and building and hanging the grid. I remember we carried those giant metal pipes like four or five blocks into the space uh, and then ourselves like made all of the the rigging materials and sec secured them all ourselves and we got them like tested to sure assure that they were like could handle the weight of it so it was a big process i didn't uh, even know that part. yeah oh yeah we, we did that all of ourselves we we built that those were just pipes and parts that we turned into the grid and all the rigging for that back that was tom helped us a lot with that which, which we don't see tom around too much anymore but he was a big part of that that building effort and kind of helping us find the places where we could get these supplies and knowing kind of who to go to to certify them. I think it's such a unique part of Ophelia's legacy in that when when people step into our theater, that's entirely, it might be connected to the Boys and Girls Club of Queens, but for the most part, the painting, like everything about that space is something, and I say this as we, I wasn't there at the time. But yeah, you're, you're we though. Yeah. By, by this point, it's a we. That's it was a, that's a home. A, that's a, a fair home, assumption. <laughs> <laughs> it was a homegrown endeavor. Everything mm -hmm. about it, the rigging, the the walls, the the, the curtains, everything mm -hmm. about that space, we did ourselves. We did, yeah. We we built it all and we we paid for it too. Um, you know, it's it's been great to be able to to use that that space in in cooperation with the Boys and Girls Club. Um, but yeah, back back in the beginning, it was it was. Our resources, our manpower, you know, our, our blood, sweat, and tears that went into to making that space what it is. Um, and especially with Liz, it's great to see how far it's come, you know, from the first time and like the couple of lights that we had to now where we are with Liz Estrada, where we turned that space into a pretty awesome looking gym. Like, An amazing looking yeah, gym. Yeah, if, if you can find any, any photos of that uh, around the internets, uh, I'm sure there'll be some up soon. Yeah. Uh, it looks incredible. It's really, really awesome. There's, um... There's a common thread I get from friends that come have come to see the show throughout the first two weekends where just based on pictures we posted on Instagram, they said, oh, it's actually in the gym. And then they come to the space, they mm -hmm. see that the gym is just the gym, and they come into our space, and it's just a miniature gym, and it blows mm -hmm. their mind. Yeah, I think yeah. Mo this show, more than maybe anything we've done, maybe some night has been just like a little more impressive just because of the sure. amount of stuff in there, mm -hmm. but the way we radicalize the space into mm -hmm. this fantastic set yeah. for Lissa Strada. It blows my mind every time I walk in there. Mm -hmm. Every time every time we're sitting there in the pre-show, it blows my mind the amount of work and detail that Shelly mm -hmm. put into the entire thing. And oh, I think that's yeah. one of the coolest parts of this very cool show. Oh, totally. And Shelby's always done really great work. Like, um, in, in talking about almost... This is uh, a scenic designer and lighting designer for Lissa Strada, Shelby Leora. Yeah, yeah, Shelby. Uh, sh 
she did a design as well for uh, Almost Maine, which now Eric, my brother, is doing in California. But the original one, it was so cool. We had this sheer fabric that we hung in a circle uh, around the space because the seating was kind of in a, in a circle. Um, and then in some of the transitions and in some uh, moments in the show, we projected the Aurora Borealis onto those yeah. little uh, sheer curtains and it was such just a cool thing to kind of be surrounded in it and that's what i think this space does so well because it is small and it's intimate it's big enough that you can do cool things with this but small enough that it really um immerses uh the audience um which is awesome i mean especially since i had been on the the audience and the building side of it for for so long and not right. necessarily on the stage when the I last time you were on stage Besides La Estrada and the One Act Festival we did yeah. last fall mm-hmm. was Floyd, right? Yep. You did Floyd Collins. I did us. Floyd Collins. Yep, that was that was the last time I had I had been in anything before the the play festival where I did uh, uh, Your Town mm-hmm. with 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 you and Joe and, and the like, and uh, Red Winter with with Billy. Uh, but yeah, the last last like full show I did before Liz was Floyd, and I love doing musicals. You've got it's, it's just a soaring voice for them. Thanks, buddy. An incredible presence on stage. <laughs> what brought you to leave the world of science mm-hmm. to audition for the Estrada Jones? Well, that was the thing, is I didn't really have to leave the world of science to do it, which was convenient. Um, what made you interrupt your time in the world of science? <laughs> well, it's just that I finished school. Uh, once yeah. I finished school, my evenings became free again, and I could work during the morning, and then I could be a part of shows at night. Um, and this is the first time that our company's done a like a musical since uh, Floyd Collins. And actually, even before that, I was in the musical we did prior to Floyd. I was in uh, that was Rockabye, Rockabye, right? Rockabye Hamlet. Hamlet. Yeah, back in the day, Rockabye Hamlet. We were still doing shows in the uh, Broccoli Theater space. Oh man, uh, they they have a, uh, an auditorium with a more proscenium layout stage and and uh, area that we were in before we had built everything inside of the Ophelia Theater. And that's where Rockabye Hamlet was. And man, that was, it's a trip thinking back to that. That was so long ago. But it was a really fun show. It's its crazy to have a rock opera about Hamlet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that, that, that whole season was really cool. Because um, it was, we, we had done a couple of shows in New York as a company. Um, but this was right when I had moved out. It was the end of this season where we did Rockabye Hamlet. For Rockabye, yeah. Uh-huh. Where that whole season um, was shows that are either Hamlet or based around Hamlet. Uh, because our, our little theater company comes from Lake Elsinore, California, and Elsinore is the kingdom that uh, Hamlet rules from. Um, so I've actually never put those two things together. Yeah. I've known both of those two things separately. I always had wondered about... I've been part of this company for years now, and I never even stuck around to think, why do we name this company Ophelia anyway? Mm-hmm. I feel like Sarah just liked the name a lot. Yeah, it's That we're, blows my mind. We're from like It Elsinore. shows you just how ignorant I am. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that, that whole season was called A Return to, a return to Elsinore. Because um, it was, you know, the first time we had done like a, a slew of shows uh, together. That's like, so unique. Yeah, yeah. But going, so, going back to Alyssa Strada, yeah, what sure, drew you, sure. I think one of the unique things about you being in this show was you had to do something for this show that I don't think you've ever done for another Ophelia production, which is you actually auditioned. I did audition, yeah. It was the first time I had auditioned for a show in about 10 years, actually. I've done probably like five or six shows in that amount of time, but it had always been like, okay, I was already in mind for this role, or someone had dropped out and they needed someone to fill in, so... Coming back to like uh, Floyd and to Rockabye, Rockabye and Fox and Boulder, those were all either, hey, do you want to come do the show? Or, oh, no, someone dropped out. We need someone to do this. And I'm like, all right, I'll do it. Um, yeah, so it was the first time I auditioned. It was terrifying. So 
Uh, you had a very unique resume. I did. I did. Yeah. So I built. I'd, I'd forgotten about this. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, like I said before, all the things that I have done in the past, you know, five years or since I've been out here, really, have all been Ophelia things. So submitting a resume to Ophelia people was uh, a little silly. I mean, of course, I listed out trying to be as professional as possible, um, and at the bottom, like in like the special skills area. Um, let's see. Let's, yeah, please recount those for yeah, me because okay. they're golden. Let me see if I can remember them exactly. Uh, in any other context, this is how not to build a resume. <laughs> right, right. But in this context, it was exactly what well, should be Well, I think... So here's the things I appreciated the most from it. First and foremost, it was structured like a work resume. Mm-hmm. I mean, because all I did is I took my CV from... Uh, that I used to apply for my job, and I just stripped out all the science stuff and threw right. in the, the theater <laughs> stuff. So it was structured like a yeah, like a. It, work it was resume. structured like a work resume. You basically just listed the shows you have done with Ophelia, uh-huh. and then under your special skills, yeah, so, save them yourself because I think they're yeah, better coming from your yeah, voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I just need to to remember their uh, their, their their unique order. Order, yeah. So it was builds things. Mm-hmm. Is a scientist is not good at making a theatrical resume is quite good at making bear sounds and brevity on resumes. Uh, and that was it. Yeah. Oh, that was the it. final one killed yeah. me. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you just had a very sweet headshot of just you in a suit looking all nice. Uh-huh. Like. Yeah. Uh, see, I did my first edition the coming to callbacks. Because, um, like, I, I, I knew that based off of the singing You have stuff, a great callback story, too, and I, I was did. about to ask you about yeah. that. Go ahead and give it to me. <laughs> so, in terms of the first edition, that was just singing. So, like, okay, I feel pretty good about this. Uh sang my song, I felt pretty good about it, got the callbacks, and I was like, all right, here's where things get interesting, because I am not uh, a dancer. I'm just, I'm not. Uh, and so I was like, well, this is what it's all going to come down to, is if I can dance well enough, I'll probably get it, and if I can't dance well enough, then that's that, and I've done my 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 bit. Um, my bit. My okay, bit. Yeah. yeah. This uh-huh. whole thing was a bit. Yeah, the whole thing. If I don't get it, it was a joke. It okay? was a, right, right. Uh, so we get to the dance stuff, and it's just like fast uh, hip-hop choreography taught to us by uh morgana who is uh, our assistant to Kristen, our choreographer who couldn't be there for callback so morgana taught us all this stuff and i was like all right so like learning it just like eyes glazed over trying to be like okay here we go gotta do this and then so we like split into groups and do it and when i actually perform it and i was like all right well there's that i, I did my best you know I-, I gave it all i got and uh i, I think that's it for me and then, sure enough, I actually ended up doing well, uh, according to everyone I've spoken to. <laughs> you got uh, the part. Yeah, yeah, I did. But, I but did. there's one, uh, what I'm trying to get at is oh, one unique dance move yeah, that you yeah. were very good at. Yeah, I was, I was, I, I was, I was picking up to that. So uh, in, in, in the callback, uh, there's a, a body roll that we had to do. Um, and while doing it, I was like, this feels oddly familiar to me. Like, why <laughs> yeah. does this make sense in my body to do a body roll? Like... I'm a, I'm a scientist. I've, you know, been going to, to, to school and all this academic stuff. I was like, where did this come from? Um, and then I realized it was because my college friends and I really loved the SNL sketch, Mokiki Does the Sloppy Swish. Um, and we would just do that step everywhere. I'm like, that's where it came from. Oh, my God. Just Mokiki from does the, the Sloppy Swish. swish. I never saw it before in the oh, second you showed so it to me. I was like, this all makes sense. It makes so now. much sense that I would be doing that with my friends. Because your body rolls are so majestic. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you look great on that stage. For this six foot three guy that, like. Oh, I'm 6'6. Six, six. My apologies. <laughs> this six foot six guy 
who thunders around the core. You have this most majestic of body rolls. <laughs> because of does the slug be sweet. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. If SNL ever gave you anything, it's that moment yeah that sounds giving me a lot of, of great times but uh, that sloppy swish uh, ended up getting me apart so thank you uh, uh keenan thompson and uh <laughs> your portrayal of uh well i guess it wasn't keenan thompson no it was, it. Uh, it was uh it was taron killam yeah in your portrayal of mokiki doing his sloppy <laughs> swish just uh, the name. one of my favorite sketches i love that easily, sketch easily. so much uh let's talk cat there's just going to be little scamper sounds all throughout the podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, talk to me a bit about how you built your character of Harold. Yeah, so um, I just got very fortunate that Harold's basically just me. Uh, <laughs> so that was very lucky. Uh, you know, he's a, he's a comic book nerd, and uh, he likes playing basketball. He's generally amiable. He doesn't, uh, doesn't get too, like, up in arms about things. He's pretty chill, um, which is basically just myself so uh it was very convenient <laughs> to be able to do that and you know there's there's a couple of things that i kind of just like set and then just go with mm -hmm. you know did um, you find any challenges when you were trying to make either like some lines make sense or just finding motivations finding mm -hmm. what you were trying to get from him well i i have like five like speaking lines in the show so you know i try to make the the time that i did have on stage count that's not to say that i i, I do a lot in the show because it's, it's a very ensemble based show definitely but uh in terms of speaking lines i didn't have have, have too many challenges you got the comic um, relief down i do i, I do. figure like a role like harold i thought about this a lot when i did uh what was the show the seagull mm -hmm. at ophelia uh, where my character, I wasn't even supposed to be in the show. I was mm -hmm. the ASM for, and they're like, "Hey, right. we need you to like come on stage and say three lines." And mm -hmm. I was like, "Okay, but if you have three lines and you know those three lines, you're the best part of the yeah. show." Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a great position to be in. Um, you get very little time to be bad on stage. Yes. <laughs> you don't have much time for mistakes, uh, which is which is nice. Um, but yeah, no, it, it all kind of came very naturally to me in terms of just. Just being this person and how they would be on stage, I suppose. And how do they feel building the chemistry with the rest of your fellow actors, your basketball team? Yeah, I mean, the the, the guys in the show are all great, so we just bro down, uh, basically. <laughs> there, was, <laughs> there was a show last weekend where myself, Sean, and Jason were just sit, standing in a circle all drinking our energy drinks uh, that we had gotten because we were a little sleepy going in into the the start of stuff. We hadn't quite woken up yet, and so we were just doing character work, just broing down, drinking our monsters, uh, just chatting. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It was it's been instantly easy with with this cast to kind of just be relatable and, and hang out with. Yes, yeah, especially. I mean, I've gotten pretty close to, to everyone in the cast uh, over the course of it, but with the guys, it's just it's just been effortless in terms of hanging out, and I think that that comes through on stage pretty well there's a great sense of camaraderie yeah going oh on totally the show yeah uh -huh. easily we're like two weeks we're halfway through the run we are halfway we through the two run, weekends yeah. left mm -hmm. what's next for you afterwards yeah uh, psh, i don't know uh having time again yeah right uh, yeah yeah it's been it's been nice these past two weeks because since I, I i work nine to five when we were in tech week working nine to five and then rehearsal seven to eleven uh, was was brutal. Uh, it was a lot. So I'm still kind of recovering. We were actually going to try to do this episode the week of <laughs> yeah. opening. And yeah. we were both like... We were just dead. This no, won't we, we do. We couldn't do it. This we couldn't won't. do it. This won't do. Yeah, because now, now that I also like like work uh, in like a normal quote-unquote regular hour job, I'm, I've just become an old man. Uh, like I, I go to sleep at 10, 
you know, I just, I pass out. I, if, if I'm not asleep by 10, I'm on my way out easily, or, easily. or just super tired. Uh, it was hard getting through those last ones. It's been nice to, to finally get back to it. I think yesterday was a day that I finally actually reset. Yeah, because you were dealing with a cold last week, too. Yeah, I mean, I, I still have a, a cough randomly. I, I've had a couple random coughs here and there, yeah. but all of tech week I was sick. Um, on top of... It's got to be the worst feeling for any actor. It was bad, and, and I knew... I knew it wasn't going to get better because of the schedule I was doing, and that I was at rehearsals till eleven, and then work at uh, eight or nine in the morning, and then doing that for an entire week. I'm like, I'm not going to be able to get through this, so I had to take a, a couple of days off uh, just so I could sleep in and saw a doctor and stuff. But yeah, I'm, I'm on the up and up. But yeah, I think I've finally caught up to just being a person, so I don't know what's going to come next after the show. Sure, sure. Uh, it'll probably be a lot of hanging out with you, uh, <laughs> a lot of hanging out with Kaylin, your your Hopefully, girlfriend, yes, Kaylin. yes, 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 my, my girlfriend, Kaylin. And our, who, who's also our stage manager. But yeah, hopefully... Some, romance blooms on the field does. of... On the field of acting. Acting. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to make a Metal Gear reference and it didn't pan out. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I'm still with you. Um, but yeah, hopefully playing some games, uh, recording some more stuff with you, and uh, maybe doing some, some D&D again. Yeah. yeah that I definitely want to die. But we were, we were playing pretty often last year, and now <laughs> mm-hmm. we just got to like rebuild a group and... Sit out and yeah. hunt some monsters once more. Yeah, and I'll that's another up. dream of mine is to like get a full on D and D podcast going on. Yeah, I think you great. and I are just gonna have a sprawling podcast empire. Probably by yeah. this point next we'll, year, we'll it just, all starts here. Yeah, shouting out to the McElroys, we're coming for you. <sighs> no, just kidding. We 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 both uh, love we're, the McElroys. We're coming for the like... brother throne. <laughs> we're not blood brothers, but boy, we act like it. Yeah, but yeah, it's I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back to that and just hanging out with people and. And doing things other than than resting, working in the show. Yeah, you know, it's a unique approach to life. Yeah, that yeah. that the common thespian. Can, I can't imagine a nine to five job. Like, yeah, it's weird. Um, but I'm sure I, it was a big. Tra- I think it was a big transition for you, just going to like constant hours, weekends off, mm-hmm. take it easy, two days a week, guaranteed. Yep, it's 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 really great. I I love structure and I love that stability. Like back when I was I was serving. Um, you know, it's good that it's, it's flexible and stuff, but I, I did not like the irregularity of it. It's now that I work and I know what time I'm going to be working all the time and I know how much money I'm going to have every two weeks, you know, getting government holidays off, which is great. Those days. Yeah. It's, 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 it's fun to be an adult sometimes and it may sound super lame, but, uh, I, I really enjoy that kind of stability and, and it's, it's fun work. It's cool work. It's, it's fulfilling. It's nice work Uh, if you can get it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so yeah. happy for all your successes, my friend. Thanks, buddy. Thank I'm you. I'm so happy to have you as a co-worker and a friend. Yeah, me too, buddy. You're That's, good peeps. Uh, reciprocated. Thanks for doing the show. You're welcome. Yeah, it's been it's been uh, interesting. I don't know exactly when we actually started. But, uh, uh, <laughs> we've been going for like a good half hour. Okay, so that sounds I'll just right. edit it around and it'll sound completely natural. Cool, totally uh, natural. Do you have anything else you want to plug? Um... Ooh, I got really high at the end. It did. Um, you shut off your range. I would like to plug in my phone to charge it later. Okay, that's um, great. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to plug um, holes in ships that are sinking. Great. I feel like that would be a good thing to plug, you know, save save some <laughs> folks there. What else do I want to plug? Um, you get one more. I get one more plug. Okay. Yeah, give me one more plug, okay. please. Um I, want to, I just want to, to plug the, the concept of doing plugs. I think it's great to support other people's work, you know? <laughs> so I think it's it's great to uh, expand the dialogue of other things going on. <laughs> so I'm going to give a general plug to plugs. 
Thank you for <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. Lissestrada Jones runs two more weekends sure. at the Ophelia Theater. See Kevin. See the cast. It's been great. Thank you for coming out if you have. If you want to see it again, tickets are still available. Go to OpheliaTheater.org. All the information you need is there. It's spring. Come it's on spring. out. It's springtime. It it, it's nice outside. It should be not 30 outside anymore. It's like I'm 50. so excited. It's, it's, it's upstate balmy right, right. now. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to be outdoors. Uh, and that also ties in with just being a person again. Yeah. It's great to be a person and outdoors. It really is. It really is. So go outside, but while you're outside, go see the show. Yeah, yeah. Make your way you down to You have to go Astoria. outside to see the show. Right. You can't right. see it in your home. Yeah, I mean... We don't have unless, that technology. You can't see it in your home, but I suppose you could do it from inside if you had some kind of, like, bubble that you could take from <laughs> no. building to oh, Uber no. to inside. Are you pitching the Seinfeld... Bubble boy? Um, no. In this like instance, a mobile bubble boy. Yeah, it would be very hard to get your bubble into an Uber or Lyft or other <laughs> car service. Um, if it was like a super monkey ball, like yeah, yeah, you know, and you yeah. you could capsule out of it once you get to the car. You, you oh, could God. then be quote unquote, I suppose, inside. We're gonna finish this episode on a reference that four people will get. For super all things ball, Ophelia. Man. OpheliaTheater.org for Kevin Ryder and your boy Zach Rich. This is Ophelia Talks. Bye. Bye. Bye.